Hi, I'm Wiley. And I'm Maddie. And it shouldn't happen again. Insert audio clip there, Aiden. Aiden Renicky, who's going to make us a jingle. Please. Oh, yeah. Just coming coming soon, guys. Trust. We have we have a music guy now. Um, I hope, hope you... Never agree to that. <laughs> <laughs> if we just keep saying he's going to, but he's never he agreed to it. <laughs> um, anyway, um, I hope you guys... Guys, we, um... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, basically, our last episode of Posted on Time because Alyssa is the best ever, and I wouldn't have posted it on time or edited it. So, I love her. She's she's the reason we succeed. Yes. Yeah. There would be no more episodes without her. No, there wouldn't. Because I quit. Me too. Okay. That's our episode for this week. Well, I'm just kidding. Um... Uh, I'm busy week. No, you don't. Yeah, I do. Your schedule's free. Yep. Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> Why is this so boring? Just see your stupid case. Okay, fine then. Happy I was trying to make small talk with the freaking like with you. We're okay. My favorite thing about Valentine's Day is buying Gabe Huff millions of candy <laughs> grams. <laughs> He can't know that. Don't tell him that. Don't tell him that. <laughs> and it says your biggest fans. I'll make small talk. Anyway, anyway, trust. You'll get a lot of candy. Um so we'll watch out. <laughs> Anyway, um, I want to say a big happy Valentine's Day to Gabe Huff. I want to say a big happy Valentine's Day to my mom. Big happy Valentine's Day to my grandparents, who I love. And who I got gave my Valentine's. $50. I got my Valentine's yesterday. Shout out to my pop, who's at my house right now. I love you. Thank you so much for coming and watching us. Not a shout out to my parents, who are in Orlando oh, right now without me. Not a shout out to me either. Oh, happy Valentine's Day, Maddie. I love no, you. You're my pookie wookie no, booby bear. It doesn't even count now. Okay, well, happy Valentine's Day, Jackson Fury. I love you. Maddie's my best friend. Thank you. Yeah. Anyway. So, my week today. I hope you guys like the Craigslist killer. That was last week's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They didn't listen, though. No. No, they fake. only want to listen to this one. Duh. Because I'm better. Anyway. Okay. We're going to start. My song for this week is... You need to calm down. And my case for this week is the Bone Breaker Killer. And so my song is You Need to Calm Down um, from Lover. And it's You Need to Calm Down because it's like, snakes and stones ever broke these bones. But this guy. Bones. Yeah, same diff. You're um, adding words. Yeah, um, same diff. But um, it says never broke my bones, but this guy did break bones. So that's Ew. the logic oh girl it's a good one okay so let me take you back to july 10th 1994 okay um you're you're walking along this river and you see a floating body and you're like what the heck so they're like who is this so they investigate and they find that the body in the water is 14-year-old Chris Steiner, um, who had been missing for 
a couple days and had mysteriously disappeared from his parents house so he's 14 okay that's pretty sad um the cause of death was determined to be accidental drowning and the theory um that the police had when they found his body was like oh he snuck out and went swimming with his friends and it was just a tragic accident um but his parents were like um actually that's definitely not what happened like, they were like, like he does not have friends yeah <laughs> he wouldn't have snuck out and like it was just they were like that's that's not right um so his parents like actually like to this day never like they don't believe it was accidental drowning so um july 4th chris's mom went to go wake him up and he wasn't in his room which is again not like him he was supposed to go to work at 7 a.m and he had just started his job um i believe it was at mcdonald's so yeah um and so her his mom kathy informed her husband george and was like he's not here so they went search the house and they didn't find anything but they found in um their other son's bedroom that the window like screens had been sliced open so it was like what the heck that seems like he stuck out yeah um and both the back and the front doors were unlocked so they called the police and the last time that his parents had seen them or seen him chris um it was the night before and around 10 o'clock he was in his bed and had fallen asleep in his regular work clothes um because he had just worked a really long shift and i think it was his first day at Mm. this job so he was really excited um and george the dad thought that the window screen had been cut by one of his friends so the police check with all of the friends and they're like what did you guys do last night like if you guys snuck out you need to tell me and then um they were he they were like um we we did not they did not go anywhere like i hate to tell you we never saw him so they were like okay maybe he didn't sneak out um so investigators then shifted their focus to a runaway case which was like at the time and still still is like you hear a lot like they're like oh they're not here they must have run away yeah if it's a teenager but like Um. Chris didn't have any problems at home, like, besides the, like, teenage parent bicker. Um, and he'd never run away before, and they didn't have any, like, triggers to make him want to run away. So, um, like, it was just weird because he had just started his job. He was excited. Um, and he was working with his brother. So, like, it was, like, such a cool little thing. And he was excited to work money. And he had just finished eighth grade and was really excited to start high school. Um... And, like, when they were interviewing his friends and family, no one was being super shady as if they knew what happened. Um, And there were tons of people searching because the parents found, um, like, every single media outlet they were talking to, they were saying, please help us. Like, if you have any information, give it to us. Like, they were begging. Um, But the search sadly came to an end when they found his body in the river um, and they were found by jets. It was found by jet skiers. And when they found the body, it was, like, severely decomposed because it had been in there. Ew. Yeah. Gross. So, it was determined that the body was most likely in the water for at least two days and most likely more. So, it was so decomposed, it was really hard to tell what had happened to Chris. Um, And where it went into the water was also a mystery because, again, it had been, like, two or more days. Like, it floated. And, um, like, looking at the body, there was no apparent physical trauma. So they were like, what the heck? There were minor abrasions, but that could have been from the, like, river itself. It didn't have to have been, um, like, from a specific killer or from himself. 
um so there wasn't anything bad but there was no evidence to support anything so they made it an accidental drowning case and the case was closed so the family had no comfort the case just opened and was closed so quick and they had no real answers they were really just left to wonder but there was still that odd evidence left in the house after the crime Mm-hmm. Um, because there was the slice window screen and there were also muddy footprints indicating someone breaking in. So police are like, oh, did you see that window slice? That's really weird. Oh my gosh. Wait, there's footprints. Yeah. Let's just ignore that. Yeah. But you know what? Like he, he definitely accidentally drowned. Yes, of course. Like those are, those are just things that like were there. It's just what it seems like. Yeah. But like. There was, like, no sign of struggle or mess as well. So, besides the footprints in the window, like, there was no, there was no evidence. So, it seemed to, if Chris was um, taken by someone who broke in, um, Chris knew that person. So, he went with them. And his parents were devastated because they were like, all of this evidence, I know that what happened was, like, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, it wasn't accidental drowning. Um, but he was buried in 1994, and then it it ended up being, like, more than a year before they knew what happened um, to Chris and that before they got any real information. So that was that's a sad little story. That's my mini. That's a mini case inside this big case. So then, on July 30th, 1995, which is, like, almost exactly a year. I think it's, like, a year and 20 days from when um, Chris's body was found. Columbia dispatchers got a really, really scary call, um, and it was super unusual because it was from a teenage boy, and they were like, hmm, this is weird. Um, the teenage boy claimed that he had been kidnapped, tortured, and trapped in a closet for two days by his teenage neighbor, Joe Clark. Oh. Yeah. So, the dispatcher, um, traced the call, and officers arrived minutes later. They arrived at what seemed to be Joe Clark's house, and um, when they discovered the boy, his name is Thaddeus Phillips, or Thad Phillips. Thaddeus? Um, Thaddeus, yeah. I love that name. Like, every every time I read it or I listened about it, Thaddeus. He's still, um, yeah, he was found, though. He's not dead. So yeah. He's still alive. Um, but when they found him, he was disoriented, dehydrated, and had broken legs along with other bruises and injuries. Ew, this one's gross. So, um, they were like, what the fart? Like, what is happening? Because Joe Clark was nowhere in the house. Like, there wasn't anybody in this house. And Joe Clark was 17 years old. So, this was, like, his parents' house. Joe didn't live alone. Joe, like, it was Joe's parents. It's always, like, the people named Joe. Like, if your name's Joe, like... <laughs> if your name's Joe, <laughs> get away. leave. Except, except if you're the Joe that works with me, because you're nice. But oh. everyone else... It's all bad. Yeah. That one's just hiding. You don't know it yet. Yeah. He's bad. He's real bad. He's the worst Joe I know. And I know some bad Joes. <laughs> so, um, he was immediately taken to the hospital. Um, because like he his legs were completely shattered in every single place. He was immediately taken into surgery because of how bad they were. And they um they literally said, We're going to have to save his legs save them like they were completely shattered and broken so terribly and there's pictures on the internet if you look up um thaddeus phillips in the bone breaker killer um you will see like you can see pictures of his legs it's really gross um but um meanwhile in the 
Joe Clark's home, Baraboo police waited for 17-year-old Joe Clark to come home. And when he returned, they took him into custody without incident. Um, and they started, like, talking to Thad in the hospital and talking to Joe, trying to figure out what the heck happened because this is, like, so weird, right? It's like, um, girl, you're 17. What are you doing with this 13-year-old in the house? Like, ew, yeah, that's not, that's no good. Yeah. So, um, when asking Thad what happened, the inc- he, they found that the incident began two days before he was found, around midnight, on Friday, July 28th. Thad was watching television with his sister on the couch. His sister was five years old. So, um, like, they were just sitting on the couch, you know, chilling. And um, this was the last time that either of his parents saw him before they went to bed. They were just on the couch. And at some point, Thad and his sister fell asleep. But in the middle of the night, um, Thad was awoken by someone. And he thought that this someone was his parents trying to lead him into his bedroom. Um, but it was not his parents. It was his teenage neighbor, Joe Clark, who had just walked into his house. Like, blood was just like, hmm, is this door open? And, um, Joe had lived about, like, half a mile down the street, so not super far. But he didn't, Thad didn't fight back because he was half asleep. Like, if, I'm trying to imagine this because this seems kind of silly. Because, like, what do you mean you're just going to walk half, like, half a mile down the street with your neighbor? Even if you're half asleep, it's like, what? But, um, he was kind of confused, obviously, because he had just woken up. But also, he had never talked to Joe before. Like, Mm. they weren't friends. They had just seen each other around the neighborhood. Because Thad's family was also kind of new to the neighborhood. So, it's like, what the heck? And then around 4 a.m., Thad's father came into the living room and wanted to, like, make sure his kids were okay. And we're like, what the heck? And he only found his five-year-old daughter, who was asleep on the couch still. Um, And he was like, this is bizarre. This is not okay. Because Thad would have never left his sister alone. Mm -hmm. Especially, like, he would have carried her to bed. And what's even weirder is his sneakers were exactly where he had left them by the door. So wherever Thad went, he didn't have sneakers with him. Like, he was barefoot. Oh. And he, like, this was, like, his pair of shoes. Like, you know how you wear, like, one pair of shoes? And, like, yeah. Like, they're your comfort shoes. His, um, like, they were exactly where he had left them. So, you're like, what the heck? So, um, he woke up the, his wife, and they began looking for Thad everywhere. They were looking, like, in, they looked throughout the house. They looked through, the, like, everywhere that they thought he'd be like the fair the pool you know like wherever a teenage boy would go and again running away was not really something that thad would do like he was like chris steiner he was like comfortable in his house like he had a good life good parents good family um so they were just stumped and after a day of not being able to find them they called the police now i don't think it occurred to his parents or even anyone who were looking that he was literally just down the street um like i don't know why they didn't i don't i don't know if they checked neighbors houses or not but they surely did not check this neighbor's house um and he was like less than a mile away so that had to be like so crazy being like where is like you can't find who like is missing and they're actually just like like two houses down yeah like like, what (sighs) anyway so um by the time that that arrived um to joe's house he had been a little more awake and um Joe had just led Thad to his house and took him into his second story bedroom. So, like, he went upstairs. Um, and he was like, boy, what am I doing here? Like, who? Why, why am I here? 
And um, it was it was weird because, like I said, they weren't friends. And there was a four-year age gap in between them. Yeah. So it's like, what the heck? And Joe's like, you know what? I just want to hang out with you. It's like one in the morning. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> and so Thad was just like, oh, okay. But, like, I'm thinking about this. If someone took me to their house at one in the morning and then they were like, I just want to hang out with you. I'd be like, okay. Like, I would just be like, please just let me go home. And so he was just like, okay, I guess we can. And then after, um, like, a short amount of time, he was like, okay, I'm going to go home now. And, like, I don't, I don't really want to be here anymore. And then Joe Clark just lost it. He was like, Rah! just like oh. that. Yeah. So okay. he, he then <laughs> shoved Thad to the bed and began attacking him. And later, Joe would claim to um, the judge and the jury that he just blacked out, you know, when attacking him. Because, you know, people do that all the time. Especially with these cases like murders, they just black out, guys. Like, it's not their fault. Trust. I'm dying. <laughs> I like, can't do it. But you'll find later. He, in fact, did not black out. That was just a bunch of BS. Really? Yeah. Um, and he was just oh, attacking wow. Thad. And he claims that when he woke up from being blacked out, Thad was belly aching about his legs. Like, they hurt so bad. And so he's like, what the heck? And, um, okay, this is, this is graphic. Like, this is, this is gross. Um, so skip ahead if you want to. But according to the report filed, this, like, it hurts to say it. Um, Thad, um, got on top of Clark. I'm sorry. Thad did not get on top of Clark. Joe Clark got on top of Thad and grabbed him by his ankle and began twisting until he felt and heard all of the bones in his ankle break. God, I can't do it. So, um, the next two days, Clark made brutal acts of torture to Thad. He also repeatedly jumped on his legs, causing fractures and breaks to both femur bones. Femur bones are incredibly hard to break. They're very thick. He also caused knee and ankle dislocations along with knee and ankle breaks. Which is like, Side note, story about knee dislocations. Um, When I was a lifeguard over the summer, I've told this story a million times. This guy... um, did a cannonball off of the diving board and dislocated both of his knees and they were literally in his thighs like it's so gross every time you say it it's (laughs) better like i know what's gonna happen it's like it was so weird anyway unrelated but like all like it was so bad he also had tibia breaks in both lower legs so this kid was literally his legs were shattered um and the surgeon um said that the damage to Thad's legs were the equivalent of him being in a car crash. Like, that's how bad they were. And um, there were more injuries on top of the broken bones. Um, he was, like, really dehydrated. And he didn't eat anything because he thought Joe was going to poison him if he, like, ate or drank anything, which is really smart on his part. I'd be like, oh, thank God, food. And then I would, <laughs> then I would die. Um, but... It was not just physically torturing him. Like, obviously, he endured a lot of physical torture and trauma. But it was also a lot of, like, mental and psychological torture. Because in Joe Clark yep. took serious pleasure in doing this. Oh, my God. Um, Joe 
confided in Thad multiple times that he loved. He was just fascinated about, you know, um, tor- um, busting people's bones is the phrase that he used. Like, he, he loved doing it, and that is disgusting. And he told Thad he claimed that he had done it to two other boys at least and planned on doing it to many, many more. Because he's an idiot. Oh, my God. Um, and... One of whom he told Thad um, he had done this to before was Chris Steiner, which was the boy in the beginning of, Mm -hmm. yeah, that had died. Um, And at one point, Thad said that he had exposed himself and proceeded to pleasure himself in front of Thad. As Thad is sitting there literally dying. He, like, also, as he was pleasuring himself, put a pillow over Thad's face and tried to smother him it's unclear as if it wasn't an t- intent to kill him or not but he literally got off to torturing people like that is so gross maddie's face right now <laughs> it was awful it's he's he's a terrible monster so on july 30th which was the day that um the 911 call was made joe had to leave the house so thad was like at this point just completely broken completely bruised it was awful and um joe carried thad's broken body down and placed him in a closet so he was like stay in here while i leave and then i'll come back for you so um he trapped him in the closet and then binded joe's legs together with a bandage um and left the house so he was like okay this poor kid who has completely destroyed legs. He's dehydrated. He hasn't eaten anything in like two and a half days. Like he has no strength that whatsoever is like, so he's like, there's a guitar right there. Um, so he uses it to bust through the door. Um, so I don't know how he did that because that's like, that takes a lot of strength, but, um, he busted through the closet door and then like reached up and unlocked it. Um, and then he dragged himself down the stairs. And you know his legs would have been hitting every step and, like, the bones would have been, like... Stop. Yeah. Don't say gross. like that. That's gross. Um, and nasty. then he found Get a call. <laughs> found a call. Found a phone and called 911. So that's when he was rushed to the hospital and they all came to rescue him. So um, when they um, were searching Joe's house in investigation, they found maps and floor plans of, like, a bunch of houses in the neighborhood and it's unclear as to whether it's like how he got these because he was not like he wasn't friends with all these people and his parents were like alcoholics so his parents were never home and they found like a bunch of beer like beer cans and it was kind of looked like a hoarder's house like it was super cluttered and just things everywhere and then um so they think that he got the floor plans and the maps of the houses with breaking into them while people were gone, he would come in and literally make floor plans of people's houses. He could just go on Zillow and look at it. This is the 90s. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you could still just, like... Uh, I don't know. It's too I don't easy know. now. It's yeah. too easy. I don't have to Maddie's go. like, I know. what I know. I know. <laughs> but, um, yeah. So, it was, like, that's creepy, but whatever. Um, so they reopened Chris's murder as well, since he told Thad that he freaking killed Chris Steiner. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Um, and they, like, did, there were broken bones in his legs in the autopsy. 
um it just didn't come out at first or something like i don't know but so they were like okay and so they ended up getting him to confess um he was sentenced to 100 years in prison so he's locked up but he was i'm i'm 99 percent sure um that he was friends with chris steiner's brother and so he broke in through his brother's window that's what the sliced window thing was um and then took chris and tortured him and killed him and then placed him in the river um but like i said he had plans to do this to many other boys so it's a good thing he was caught and thad is a hero yay yeah that's that's all for today that's gross yeah and then the sticks and stones never broke my bones but this guy broke bones yeah (laughs) what's his name i can't (laughs) aiden are just shocked that you said that (laughs) did you guys like that one like us anymore (laughs) okay well on that note um don't break people's bones if you if you have a broken bone i'm sorry for you i broke my wrist once but it was just a hairline (laughs) fracture you're just just digging yourself in a hole how am i digging myself in a hole i'm telling people i'm sorry for their broken bones i broke a bone (laughs) (laughs) i'm trying to create small talk Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. Okay, I'm Wiley. I'm Maddie. And it shouldn't happen again.